I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal. It's at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on, buddy? I'm good. I, th- I thought you were going to go big and high on that one. But uh, you-, you haven't done that for a while. We're going to have to get you back in training. Yeah, do you know what? I moved the desk around to fit the new mic gear and I haven't got the ball clamp reinstalled. <laughs> so I, I need to say, get the ball clamp. Okay, I thought we just needed to get you back to the vocal coach, but uh, it turns out just got just to rearrange your clamp. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the Michael Jackson method. Uh, come here though, I usually ask you how you are, what's going on, what's the story with you. However, I want you to settle a debate with me, right? <laughs> this week you just don't care. Yeah, I don't really care what you did. Yeah. You probably just had... Uh, Bangers match. I don't know. We talked about it in pre-prod. I know exactly what you did. Now. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear about it. All right. But listen, we've got the uh, cameras on us now because this is going up on YouTube, which is cool. And I, I want to, to settle something with you because you're a big movie buff. You're a big kind of film guy, right? So me and my mate, because do you know where someone raises some type of topic and you want to get in and have a good old jolly uh, debate about it, right? <laughs> and then you realize, you know, 20 seconds into it, you're out of your depth. That kind of happened to me, right? Okay. So my mate was talking about the best American football movies. And right. okay. and I love Any Given Sunday. I've watched it about a billion times, right? Willie Beeman. Um, Willie Beeman. Steaming Willie right. Beeman. Steaming Willie Beeman, right? There's a few, look, there's a few too many Mickeys in the movie, but I get past that and it's still good content and script-wise and Al Pacino's whole speech, right? So he said that the best American football movie wasn't any given Sunday and I wanted to go hell for leather at him. So no, how can you say? And But then I realised it's probably the only American football movie that I've seen. What other American football movies are there? Would you agree that any given Sunday is like the benchmark, is like the Packers of American football movies? Um. It's look, it's up there. It is one of the better ones. But do you know what? There's one thing that really annoys me in it, and it's going to be really petty, and it's a very, very small part of it. But you know the team they play when the guy loses his eyeball. Yeah, I think the, I think it's Dallas. It's the Dallas team. I can't remember what they're called, but they just have the worst stadium colours kit and football logo I've ever seen in my life. And that bit wound me up because I thought I just felt like it's a big moment if you're going to rip somebody's eye out on the football field. You should at least make the club a little more convincing. So that's that for me was a downside. But the film's generally pretty good. Yeah, Miss Pagniacci, oh, isn't it? That's her name, something like that. Well, so the other movie that I have seen is The Blind Side, oh. which is a bit heartfelt and romantic. I think Michael Orr got a lot of stake over that, didn't he? I don't know. I don't really know too much about that. But I, I know the The Blind Side is is definitely a film that if you don't cry, are you really? Are you really watching it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Are you are you really human? Are they yeah. all like that? You've seen a couple of them. Is there any more tearjerkers? Like I'm um, looking at some stuff here, and some of them look like they should be tearjerkers, oh, like God. Rudy. Well, yeah. To be fair, come on. There's moments in Remember the Titans. There's moments in Rudy. There's moments in Invincible. We are Marshall. Um, the Express. The Express what? is one that I don't even know that many will have watched, but the Express is one that is really, really sad. The so. only. The only thing I've seen of that is when I was sitting on it from Heathrow to London City, <laughs> the Heathrow Express. That's the only one. What are all these... No, it's going to sound dumb. What are all these other movies about? Are they all just literally... An underdog team comes back and wins? Is there much substance to them or, or what? Like, Oh, well, uh, no. I mean, We Are Marshall is a film you must, must watch, okay? Um, we Are Marshall is about a team. Um, essentially, the team 
crashes on on an airplane. The the plane crashes, and I think all I think it's something like I can't remember the numbers, but basically the whole team and all the coaching staff and everybody dies on the plane crash. Um, oh, pretty sure it's based on a true story as well. I think it is a true story. Okay. Um, so I think it happened like back in the seventies, something like that. And then okay, so the story is all about how they rebuild the program, they get people back interested in playing, how the other colleges that were always traditionally their rivals and hated each other, they all come together to try and rebuild oh. rebuild the school and rebuild the college. And it's awesome. And I tell you what, if you want any other reason to watch it, Matthew McConaughey's the head coach, baby. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah. Come on, give us your best Matthew McConaughey impression apart from that one. Um uh, well, I can't really dance on a podcast, can you? But it wasn't Ian. It's video. Wasn't, wasn't Ian. It's video. <laughs> I ain't dancing on this thing. Let's move on from that quick. So, How about this? All the teams just died, and I just think it's a per- perfect opportunity for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now, come on, another particular favorite. Yeah, you must have seen Remember the Titans, right? No. You are kidding me. You are no, literally going to get so much hate on Twitter for this one. So remember the Titans. Not only is it an awesome film, but a very, very real issue in America's history when it comes to sports. Um, but it's awesome. It has Denzel in, which is like, what is he? Top three actor ever. Um, is he though? Well, he is. So let's. We're talking about American football films here. Um, oh, let's not get yeah. too controversial. So we, otherwise, we could be here all day. Um, but there's a particularly awesome moment where they sing. Uh, I think it's the Temptations in the locker room. And it's kind of like the moment everybody comes together, with the exception of the bad apples that get thrown off the team. But that's awesome. Um, Rudy is another one. I don't you got, know how many. Are you going to give us a rendition? Uh, no, no, sorry. No, I've had a cold recently. so. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, so your vocal cords aren't properly warmed up. Cool. No, yeah. Cool, bro. Plus, uh, people normally pay to hear me sing. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> then you got Rudy, which is an awesome film, which is about a guy that wants to go to Notre Dame. Uh, never, never going to be big enough to play football. He ends up on the practice squad. Um, you know, works his butt off. Finally, gets a place on the team after a whole load of stuff, and yeah, finally makes his dad proud. Gets on the football field and finishes up getting a sack on the only time he actually kits up for for Notre Dame. So that's good. That's another tear jerker. Uh, so what's number one then? If we if we wrap it up, what's number one? What what are we talking? Are we still going any given Sunday? I don't know. I don't know how you do this. So, look, the way I would do it is to do a tournament style where you sort of pair off the films against each other and then see who we end up as a winner. <laughs> That's the only way I can see you can do it. Right. Semi-finals. So, remember the Titans has to... Remember the, well, Let's just go to the final because it sounds like it's going to be remember the Titans versus any given Sunday, right? No, see, not for me, no. I love Rudy. I love Invincible as well. We haven't even spoke about Invincible. That has Mark Wahlberg in it. Mark Warburg is officially the Philadelphia Eagles' best ever player. So, and then we we are Marshall's probably were my favourite. Okay. So well, then how about remember the Titans versus any given Sunday, and then Invincible. I would go remember versus... the Titans beats any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then Invincible versus we are Marshall. I'd go we are Marshall, but then you got to remember you're leaving out the Express, and you got to watch that one as well because it'll make you cry. You just can't, there isn't a best one. You just got to watch no. every single one and see which one you like the most. And then you haven't even Probably. mentioned the blind side. Ah, uh, yeah, it was kind of in my blind side. And then you got all the funny ones as well, the joke ones, which can just keep you going on forever, like the replacements, the longest yard. Mm. You got Gridiron Gang. I don't know if that's maybe funny, serious, or what. You got the Water Boy. You know, they could just keep some going. Just got to watch oh. them all. 
Waterboy, so. I've watched that, but it's pretty much the same uh, formula as all of uh, Adam Sanders' movies. Right, let's let's cut it there. And I tell you what, let's cut the video here because let's get back to full on audio. So if anybody wants to see that, it's going to be up on our YouTube. Ryan's going to do some uh, video editing magic on that to try and make me good looking. Um, and himself less good looking let's say and let's get back to the to the audio if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel uh, do it now we sent out a newsletter do an um, angry face on the camera like do it oh, go and get subscribed oh, I've had enough do it oh I've stopped the video already I've stopped it already man oh I've jumped the gun <laughs> I've jumped the gun um, so yeah to make sure that you go and you follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel that we've just kicked off so we've 81 subscribers we sent out a newsletter as well because I think we'll mention this off the top now I know for a lot of people um, you know it's been a, a slow steady introduction into what will be the Brett Hundley versus the Saints show uh, certainly if you were to believe the media but so what we want to do is as well with this YouTube channel we want to do some cool and creative stuff and some of that is to do some cool sort of little really unique videos not just podcast related stuff and one of those that we come up with was is to do a get well soon aaron Rodgers video so what we're looking for people to do is is tweet us facebook us uh or email us or whatever you want to do just make sure that we can get the video and download it and it's a you know 10 second video of you wishing aaron Rodgers to get well soon okay and what we're going to do is put them all together in a big video montage uh like was done back in the 80s and send it to the packers send it to Aaron Rodgers and upload it on our YouTube channel to look a bunch of Paddies, a bunch of Tommies, you know, we've Welshmen, Scotsmen, uh, Spanish all across Europe. I, I don't want to leave any nationality out. How amazing would it be for Aaron and the Packers to see so many different accents and look, be as creative as you want, wear a silly hat, go buy on a unicycle, uh, do a backflip, get your dog to say it, get your kid to say it, whatever you want. Have an Just axe send for us a that. picture of a uh, bar. No, is that too far? Is it, if is that you do it, psychopath. Oh yeah, a little bit, like sort of dartboard sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just like and just knife throwing at pitches of ball. Yeah, I don't know. They, they probably, you know, the Parkers probably aren't going to get behind too it. Far, then. Too far. Yeah, keep it fun. Too far. Yeah, keep yeah, it funny. Okay. Uh, you Fair know, enough. put on a clown outfit or whatever. Uh, you know, dress up as Skip Bayless. Whatever you want to do, it's the same thing. So send us in ten seconds, and hopefully we can get a good few of them, string them all together, and pop them up on YouTube. Have you got any ideas right now? What you'll do? Backflip, probably. Um, I am going to crack a smile and uh, just say chin up, lad, and uh, and then get you know, and then good luck to Brett. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, so do that then. <laughs> uh, you know, well, you don't do that. You know, think something better. But if someone else, you know, do better than mine. Uh, you can wish Brett Hundley and all that in the video. Good luck as well. So I guess maybe we should start there in this podcast, Ryan, to do it all. You know, really get into the nuts and bolts of it. Aaron Rodgers, it was confirmed that he's going to go for surgery. They said that he's potentially, if not definitely, out for the season. I think in my mind, well, in my mind, and not to be negative, is, is that it will be an uphill battle to get to the playoffs at this stage because anytime you go to your backup, apart from really famous times in history, arguably when Aaron Rodgers took over, uh, from Brett Favre, where you can't really call it a backup, they went for him uh, as QB1. Uh, Bledsoe goes down, Tom Brady comes in. Like, are you expecting a, a fairy tale moment for Brett Hundley to come in and carry us to the playoffs and for A Rod to come back? Does Brett Hundley bring us to the playoffs and we go deep into the playoffs with Hundley? Um, you know, what is it? Because, Mike, and I've seen talk about this, but Mike McCarthy came out and he did get pissed off. 
He didn't sort of say, "Oh, we said in the strongest terms." He got really annoyed at the journalist yeah. who kept saying. But I think it was—I think it was the second or third time he asked, though, wasn't it? And, and that's why, in yeah. the end, he said, "Did you not listen to the answer I just gave there?" So you can—you can really excuse him for for getting wound up with that. Mm. But um, I mean, there's a couple of points you made. Obviously, if Hundley can get us to the playoffs, and I believe that there's no reason he can't. Like I said, anybody can win on any game day. Um, if he can get us there. Yeah, and if he can get there and Aaron Rodgers can return and he's fit, then, because I saw somebody said, you know, if Hundley gets you all the way there and Rodgers is fit, who do you play? Well, unfortunately for Hundley, you still play Aaron Rodgers, obviously, mm. you know. Um, but if we can get there with him, um, you know, there's a good chance. I mean, look look this week in, in, in practice. So a lot of the receivers and tight ends stayed around to do extra practice. They moved it inside because the weather in Green Bay wasn't too great. You know, so they're mm. putting the work in. Brett Hundley's getting the getting the time in. He's he's going to be working with the first team offense, which we've said and I think has been reported um, by many of the beat writers over there that he really just was not practicing with the first team whilst Aaron Rodgers was fit. He was only practicing with like the practice team, um, with the scout team, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, this week he'll finally have a full week's work. They'll have a game plan that suits him. The whole game plan and all the meeting room stuff will all revolve around Brett Hundley you're going to see a very different quarterback. And do you know what, actually, I don't know if you've watched it back since the highlights. Um, if you actually watch Hundley, there's a, there's a lot in the game, and I probably didn't realise it that this, this at the time because we were in a bar and getting drunk and, you know, we were all... Once Aaron got injured, you know, there was a lot of people just just heads flat on the table. Um, mm. But there's actually a lot he does well. The way in which he moved around the pocket when he had the protection... Yeah. You know, I saw something about he had just over two seconds worth of protection on average in that game. And so what are you going to do with that? If we can give him the time when he had the time, he actually did very well. And he was actually, I know there was the interceptions, but then a lot of his other plays were quite, quite accurate and quite good. So I think with the world four weeks work and going in against the Saints, which is not as good a defense as Minnesota. No. I think there's a very real chance he could do something this week. So we just got to keep fingers crossed on this, and then and then go week by week, um, seeing what happens. Well, I'll tell you, I mentioned this before in a podcast, and I nearly got slapped. Right, I said, if you have a backup quarterback, should you not be putting him in games more? Like, why is American football set up that? You go with your QB one, and you stay with him until he gets you know smushed into the ground. And I was sort of thinking, like, you know, would you not properly gear up your backup? Because, like, we've seen it, right, that Mike McCarthy said that he's put three years into Brett Hundley, he's put two years into Joe Callahan. his quarterback room is where he wants it to be, and they're not going to go out and get some other guy, no matter who it is. And that's the thing as well, Like, and people are tweeting at me all the time now that, you know, oh, I bet Steve's blood is boiling. And it is when I hear about Colin Kaepernick and that Packers fans are going out and, you know, signing petitions and all the rest of it. It, I'd love. It's yeah. like being at a at a Trump rally, you know. I'd love to go up and ask some of these people. Can you name some of his policies? Name what he stands for. Name what Hillary Clinton didn't. Like, I'd love to sort of call these people out and say, you know, are you going by the couple of games that he trounced us? Do you know that he wasn't that guy by the end of his career? But anyway, um, you know, I did say that. You know, should we not be just testing our, our QB two? Should we not be putting them out there? Um, now I know it does an awful lot to get your quarterback fluid getting him into the game if it's a heart attack pack game as usually is you're not going to just bang brett hundley out there you know it's not like 
you know, what's in golf where you have two lads playing the same hole and you pick the best shot and all the rest? It's not as if you're going to be doing that on the field. But Ryan, does this highlight it more for the NFL and that's potentially one of the, the flaws here? Because we see that in soccer, right? Where in certain competitions, albeit they're, they're deemed as not as important, you'll get a manager subbing in the second goalie, you know, or, or messing around with different strikers, messing around with different formations. We don't really get that at the quarterback position in American football. Does this change your mind on that? Because you were pretty adamant that that's what, that was the dumbest idea ever, right? Do you still see it that way? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, you're only ever going to play your quarterback and you're only ever going to bring him out of the game if you were a million miles ahead. And we know the Green Bay Packers don't tend to do that. They like to leave it nice and tight and make us really go through it. Um, so unfortunately, I just don't see that happening. Now, whether they should have more reps in the week with the first team, that could be a question that's asked. But... I think after, and, and I'm not going to pretend to fully know the ins and outs of it, but when the NFL um, and the NFLPA came to their last agreement, um, whenever that was, obviously the amount of practices and kid practices and things like that were all starting to get affected, weren't they? And how many times they can practice with pads on and all the rest of it. And I kind of wonder if stuff like that, because it's reduced the amount of time that they can work with the players, um, if that's kind of reduced the opportunity for backup players to work with the first team in the case of being dropped into a situation in a game. Now, I might be completely wrong there. Maybe that's not what happened. But I'm sure there was something that came to an agreement that things would be scaled down. I know a lot of that was for the the pre-season stuff when they're in training camp and stuff, but I don't know if that affects the, the regular season as well. And if it does, that's probably where they've lost the opportunity. So I don't see getting those games into uh, getting those guys into games during the season. Um, unless, like I said, you, you're sort of three or four scores up. Um, you know, maybe maybe see... I mean, you, you've mentioned before, haven't you, you know, the days where they you used to trot out Matt Flynn or Scott Tolzien because Aaron Rodgers was sat on the bench yeah. with his feet up, job done. Mm. It's been a while since we've been played... since we played against a team where we've been in a situation like that to allow us to do it. Well, do you know what? There's a few phenomena that have come out in the NFL and a few stat- statisticians. And, you know, everyone loves mathematics and... Uh, you know, nerds who come out and say, oh, well, you know, technically, shoves the glass up to the top of his nose. What I think it should be doing is, burr, burr, burr. you know, no one wants to listen to these guys. It's all about, you know, sports guys. But Dave said recently that if you go for it on fourth down, you know, there's a very high percentage that you're going to get it because of so many factors. But yet, the NFL still don't listen. But and an awful lot of NFL teams, they will have a guy who's just into the stats and they have a drill down to such an art where they'll say, uh, you know, Mason Crosby has a higher uh, completion, you know, uh, you know, kicking completion percentage, if that's what you want to call it, a success rate from the right hash. So on the, that third down play, uh, run it, but run it from the right side so that you put it on the right hash for him to kick and so that he's more inclined to get it. You know, like there's that much of an art. And what they tried to do during the week is, is that these guys will come in and try get that into the psyche of the offensive coordinator to get it into the psyche of the running backs coach you know to do certain things and and really you know almost take the fun out of the game and the instinctiveness in a way but i think that maybe they should be brave enough to to if you're maybe one touchdown up two touchdowns up it looks comfortable ish that maybe put out your backup just to get his feet wet in more of a you know because it's the same if you're if you're putting a guy out there in garbage time He's not expected to do a whole lot. Uh, he's coming up against a defense that might have given up at that stage because the game's nearly over. You know, if you send someone out, I think, what was it, Brock Osweiler went out 
the weekend with like 43 seconds left and was like, oh, it was so fantastic to be out again with the guys. And you're like, all right, relax, you're out there for 48 seconds, pal, calm down. Um, but anyway, aside of all of that type of stuff, we do have Brett Hundley now. That's how we're moving forward. Joe Callan's in as the backup. Uh, mm-hmm. You said you liked what you saw from Brett Hundley. We're coming up against a Saints defense that is currently 26th in the league. But I would argue, Ryan, that that's misleading. And we've become affiliates of Pro Football Focus. And that means that we get to look at, you know, all our nice, sexy grades. And one thing that stands out to me, well, there's two things, really. Number one, and it's kind of not what we're talking about, but Drew Brees is the second-ranked quarterback in the league at present, which is scary. But where I think we're really going to get to see can Brett Hundley hack it is, is that our offensive line is still banged up. And the cornerbacks for the Saints in Marshawn Lattimore and Ken Crawley, they're number four and number seven on the cornerback rankings on Pro, Pro Football Focus. They're, uh, they have a big green beside them. Uh, their overall grade is 89.7, 87.5. Anybody who's went to school will know that that's a pretty savage grade. Mm-hmm. He's going to have trouble here against these cornerbacks. Now, safeties don't do don't so fresh. To, don't throw it to the edge then. Uh, yeah well you know and argue <laughs> yeah they just don't get near the edge or, or the slot uh, don't throw the ball at all actually maybe just run around with it um, so what's the strategy here for Brett Hundley do you reckon that we're going to have this you know bubble screen uh, you know passing out from the flat I mean what are we going to be seeing are we going to be seeing high run intensity or are they going to trust Brett Hundley to do some things yeah so I think you're going to see the running backs involved um, obviously they were trying to get it going last week it, did, it didn't particularly happen um, I'd like to see Aaron Jones go again. Get um, whether whether Ty Montgomery was fully fit last week, I don't know. Probably not. I'd like to see Aaron Jones get a good share of the board again. I think we, what we've got to do is get our tight ends involved. Um, we've got to get the likes of Cobb on the uh, slants and and so on. You know, if they have those cornerbacks that are good, you've got to do something else. You've got to come inside. Um, they've got the Saints have got a couple of guys on D that apparently. You know, the guy that's leading the tackles for him is a guy called AJ Klein. He's got 26 tackles. Do you know who leads the tackles for the Green Bay Packers? Morgan Burnett. Oh, no, Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez, who has 48 total. So that's a huge difference. Now, Mm. some might say that's because we're on defense more. We're actually not that much of a difference in terms of time of possession if you look at the two teams over the course of the season so, so, so far. So, you know, maybe it's those areas in the middle um, where they're not as strong. And, and you've got to kind of, that's where you need to find find the weaknesses. I mean, the defense is weak overall, yeah? If you're saying it, what was it? You said 26. Yeah. So, yeah, they might have good players individually, but, I mean, we've got good players individually in our secondary. It doesn't come, a, it doesn't come together every week. You know, we've got good players individually in Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels on the defensive line, but the defensive line doesn't always come together and make an impact. So... They might have good individual players. The defense is obviously not working as a whole. And I think Brett Hundley is going to be able to find some room. What he's got to do is be accurate with his passes. Don't take any risks. If it's not on, get rid. As in, throw it way out of bounds, do something. Um, he's going to have to use his feet and get about. And he's going to have to use his running backs. And we're going to have to get those going. So it'll be an interesting game. It's going to be probably quite a nervous game to watch. So get get your... Get your heart rate monitors together. Make sure you're feeling healthy because I think it's going to be a tough one again. Um, but I do think we're going to see a, a very different different type of quarterback play from Brett Hundley this week with a full week's practice under his belt going against this defence compared to what we saw last week when he was thrown in and going against a very good defence. 
Yeah, and you know when they it came out this week that when they had to work with Scott Tolzien, um, you know the coaching staff came out this week and said that they tried to do too much, and that's what they're gonna try to get away from with Brett Hundley. I think that they'll ease him into it with some nice simple stuff. I see it'll probably be run intensive at the start of the game to settle these jitters, um, and. A nice actual stat is that this is going to be Brett Hundley's first career start in the regular season. And the passing yards that we've seen on everybody else's first career start um, is actually Scott Talzine comes in at number one against the Giants in 2013. He had 339 yards in a game. Um, Matt Flynn comes in third with 251. And Mike Tomshak comes in with uh, 317 in 1991. But like you know, in modern history, so let's Good let's pick memory. the Scott. Tol- yeah, right. In uh, <laughs> Sc- Scott, oh, no, I'm just like that. Uh, Scott Talzine with 339 shows that you know people thought that Scott Talzine had some good uh, measurables, but for him to come in with a game, you know, 339, it's fairly decent. So they can scheme a good game for players that are coming in as a backup, and I think that's what they'll do with Brett Hundley. And Hundley's been in the system now for three years. So I expect some good stuff. Funny enough, Ron, I think the way this game is going to work is it's all going to come down to something that's very, very simple. And I know you received it from some of the fans when you were talking to them in Manchester. What do we have to do to have some success here? And that's the O-line. If the O-line can hold up and give him some time, I think we'll see the game from Brett Hundley that we expected to see from Aaron Rodgers. Not that A-Rod didn't do a great job. The guy's invincible, fantastic Superman. But we expected, you know, a lot of two tight end sets you know, weapons up the middle. We thought Randall Cobb's production would drop because we'd have so much sort of traffic going on in the middle. I reckon that's what they're going to do with Brett Hundley. I'd expect Martellus Bennett, who's currently sitting at 62nd out of tight ends, which is just madness. Lance Kendricks and Richard Rogers are ahead of him by a country mile. I reckon you'll see Martellus Bennett come in and play an awful lot better. And this might see the resurgence in him because we've seen with rookies, we've seen with shorter quarterbacks that their escape valve is always the tight end. So as long as the O-line holds up long enough for him to get that pass off, um, I think we'd be sorted. Now, we didn't get a lot going uh, on the run game against the Vikings, but that's because they were a stout defense. But we'll point out as well, Ryan, I mean, Brett Hundley marched down the field for a touchdown. I think, what, what was it, from the four-yard line? Um, he Or maybe that was the field goal, I'm not sure. Someone will correct me out there. So, marched down, got the touchdown, marched down and got the field goal. He's well capable of leading drives. And that's without the run game because the Vikings are pretty adept at run-stopping. Like you alluded to, you know, they have individual stars on the Saints team. But if we can put together enough clever little plays in different areas of the field and utilize Jordy Nelson, who's ranked number seven out of wide receivers, um, and Devontae Adams as well, who's absolutely on fire. Um, and Randall Cobb arguably hasn't dropped the ball since he was yeah. born. So, you know, I think we'll see an awful lot of variety. We'll pick something that works. And this will be a game for sure that the plays will be simplified and the Packers will go with something that's working. Because mm-hmm. that's been the criticism before, right? Where yeah. they've picked something that's working and just gone away from it. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I think think like you, you hit the nail on the head. It will be simplified. Um, but Brett Hundley's more than capable of doing it. You also touched on the O-line, which takes us quite nicely, if you like, into the injury report. Um, because the O-line this week, uh, 33 today that were on it, you had David Bakhtiari, who was limited in practice, um, Brian Belaga limited in practice with concussion and Lane Taylor who did not practice at all with an ankle injury so 
Unfortunately, the O-line doesn't look like it's uh, it's getting any healthier at this point. So we really need to keep fingers crossed there because that would be a, a really big part of whether we can win or not. And then yeah. I think the other thing you have to look at as well is this New Orleans Saints team, as much as we've talked a lot about their defence so far, because obviously at the moment the attention all is all around our offence, but the New Orleans Saints offence is is big time. Um, I mean, they've they've just... Their running game's that good. They decided Adrian Peterson wasn't needed. They've got Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara back there. Um, and then, of course, in, in Drew Brees, they've got one of the, one of the true elite quarterbacks um, in, the, in the NFL. Now, he might not be where he was a couple of years back, but, but I mean, he is still... Well, I don't know. It's going, to be, it's going to be a tough one, but I was, going to, I was just about to say probably top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, oh, I think is. it's probably fair to say. I mean, he he is fantastic, you know, for a little guy that probably was told he was not big enough and all the rest of it, and a guy that was let go from San Diego um, and joined the Saints all those years back. So they're a very, very dangerous team. Um, one thing I did like, though, I saw today on somebody's Twitter, they, they've called this the Jari Evans revenge game. So <laughs> I like that. You know, if Jari Evans can go in there, if he's, uh, the, you know, the 1-0 lineman we've got left to play, and he can go in there and kick some butt, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah, I don't know if you can have an O-line and have a revenge game. It's not as if he's going to get after the quarterback. He'll just oh, be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to block like crazy. I'm going to protect the crap out of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that works. But absolutely, Ryan. I mean, Drew Brees, people can criticise him all they want for... I don't know what you could criticise him for. I mean, the guy throws for over 5,000 yards a season for the last 75 years. Yeah, You know, I the guy's been more, super consistent. People don't criticise him so much. I think it's it's he's almost... He's almost become forgotten because the Saints have become a little bit kind of irrelevant over the last few years, haven't they? So yeah. I think Drew Brees has kind of been forgotten, but he's still been brilliant in yeah. a team that's doing very poorly. Yeah. Well, ranked the second best quarterback this year so far, and you can expect that trend to continue. Definitely top five every year. You know, Definitely he's elite. the type of guy, like Aaron Rodgers, he just makes people better around him. Uh, Michael Thomas and Tegan Jr., the two wide receivers, uh, they're fairly handy as you said the run game it, you know it's what do they call that what do they have for the Packers thunder and lightning I mean Mark Ingram's going to be that power back for you Alvin Kamara is, is that guy who um, you know ranked number 20 he's fairly proficient at what he does to tight end they've got that locked up with Kobe Fleener as well Josh Hill comes in and tries to do his bit but he's not graded that well so you know, the, the offense, they're always going to get going on the Drew Brees. They're always going to be pass intensive. And funnily enough, that's where we struggle. So, you know, Morgan Burnett is out. He's our best defensive player um, in the backfield by by a long way, in the mm-hmm. secondary, I should say. Um, but as long as we get that pressure up front, you know, we might be able to force some magic to happen. And we've seen that the, the grading for our defense uh, at the line is fan- just fantastic this year. We've seen an absolute revelation again in Mike Daniels, which is no surprise to us, but seems to be a surprise to the media every single year. Uh, he's ranked number 16th and number 17th is Kenny Clark. So he makes, you know, and that's why I think uh, Wes Hodkowitz and Mike Spofford were saying on the official Packers podcast, if you look at Kenny Clark's stat sheet, it's not going to jump out that, you know, he's doing huge explosive things, but he is. And this guy's super young um, and he's doing unbelievably well. Clay Matthews having a standout year. His best year since the Super Bowl year. Um, and then Nick Perry as well is doing the best that he can and had a baller start to the season, albeit now with that club. 
So defensively, Ryan, can we do enough in this game to keep the offense in it? Because the Saints, you know, they're, they've won three games now on the trot. The last one, they put up, you know, a 50-burger against the Lions. Um, and yeah. as well as that, you know, their defense as well shut out the the Dolphins. They they made them drop a donut. So here's the last three scores. 34-13 to 13 against the Panthers, 20 to zip against the Dolphins, and 52-38 to 38 against the Lions. Is their offense getting more explosive and something that our defense can't handle? Or were they just playing the lines? Well, I think I think definitely their their offense has become more more explosive. And if this was Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers, I'd say, you know, this is going to be a shootout game. Uh, both teams with overly strong offenses, both teams with defenses that can can be good at times and and, and not so good at others. Um, so uh, their offense is good and it does worry me. Um, but it's all going to depend on on those players on that injury list. I mean, 14 players on that that list this week, you know, Ahmad Brooks and Joe Thomas, the linebackers that are on it. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, defensive backs. Obviously, you said that Morgan Burnett looks like he's out. Um, Devon House was limited in practice. Kevin King was good. He was the returner, so he was, he was returns from a concussion. Um, he had full practice today. And... I think you've got other players on there like Lindsay Pipkins um, and Demarius Randall on there as well. So it's going to depend who can get fit and who can play in this game. Um, and then they're going to need to come out and they're going to need to bring an A game against against uh, Drew Brees' offense. So do I think they can do it? Yeah, of course they can. And we've seen that at times this season. They can be a top 10 um, defense, you know. But at times as well, they can also be... a probably one of the worst defences in the league on certain plays. So it's going to be who turns up. And I think what you will find this week is that everybody on the team is going to rally around Brett Hundley. They'll be aware that the media is saying to Mike, um, uh, Mike, just like he's my best mate, first name terms, obviously, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> you know, they'll have heard the media saying to Mike McCarthy, you know, well, when are we bringing in Kaepernick? Are we looking at Romo? You know, all those rumours that have been out there, you know, Brett Hundley's going to do it. Is the season over? They're hearing all of that. So... I think what you'll find is it is a team, and you've seen it on social media this week. I think Ty's come out and said it. Um, a number of players have come out and said it. You know, the season's not over. We're good. They've handed the world championship belt to to Brett Hundley. Um, he's going to take this team forward. And yeah, I think you're going to see real top performances out of guys, um, even guys that are maybe not having the big seasons so far. You know, and I think you're going to see big big performances out of everybody because they're going to get around Brett Hundley. Um, and they're going to go forward and try and, and try and get to these playoffs. Yeah, I think this is potentially a perfect storm. One thing that gives me confidence in this is is that against the Vikings with a pretty stout defense, um, and let's face it, Case Keenan was playing like a pro bowler up to this point. His stats were ridiculous. I think he was eight best in the league or something ridiculous coming into that game. The fact that in the second half is that we limited them just to field goals and it was just a shame that we couldn't get our offense going enough that we would have made a good contest to that game. That game was 14-10 up to half time. We were still in that game. So the fact that we kept that game so close gives me hope that with a bit of fine tuning. Now, the coaching staff came out this week as well and said that, and I think they referred to it on the official Packers podcast, is that Mike McCarthy was, and I think he said he didn't want to use the word disgusted, but, I mean, that's a pretty strong word. You know, Eminem uses that in his tracks about parents who don't like his music, you know, back in 1998. So, you know, if your coaching staff is coming out and saying that it's disgusting with what went on, 
you're going to best believe that they got a right bollocking during the week and that they're all going to step up. I think that they were all shell-shocked when A-Rod went down and maybe tried too hard or whatever the hell happened. And it's going to be a perfect storm in the sense that they're coming off a bollocking. Some players are coming back from injury. Brett Hundley's going to have a week with the first-team offense and feel more comfortable. They're going to simplify the playbook. And they're coming up against a team that defensively, you know, we could take advantage of if we're clever with, with our game plan and play calling. So I reckon the Packers on paper, and it's a shame that it's not played on paper, is that we're still in this game. So we're the underdogs for the game, which is understandable because we're coming up against Hall of Famer Drew Brees. But we're at home. We've got all this prep in. We're dealing with our injuries. Um, so I reckon that the Packers are still up there to win it. But I don't know if I can commit on the podcast, Ryan, to say that the Packers are going to win it. But I can see that happen and I don't think it's too far-fetched. Are you going to commit to say that the Packers are going to win this game? Or are you going to sit on the fence with me here? I don't do sitting on the fence and uh, I never predict a Packers loss. So I'm going to predict that the Green Bay Packers respond to last week. Brett Hundley comes out much improved, puts the Kaepernick, Romo and everybody else's rumours to bed, um, shuts down the petition and uh, has a big performance. I think this team can get it together and they can win what will be a heart attack game, a back and forth game, a game that we will see mistakes. Um, but I, I'm going to go with it. We're going to win. It's going to be tight though. Okay, um, so that's on record, and uh, I think you have to wear a Bears jersey if that doesn't come through. No, it's uh, yeah, it's good, and I do. Do you know what? I secretly have confidence in it, but uh, let's see how this week plays out. I think this is the real asset test for anybody who was wondering, you know, how Brett Hundley's going to perform. You can forget about the Vikings game. You can nearly probably forget about this game that's upcoming, um, and we'll see how he starts to settle into the rhythm of things over the next two to three weeks. Feel the rhythm. Uh, Feel the rhythm. Yeah, works out, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, I think that wraps up the, the preview. Hopefully people enjoyed the YouTube videos. Hopefully people are subscribing to that. Uh, hopefully they enjoyed this uh, preview to the that's, podcast. That's a lot of now, hope. Yeah, I know. We're very hopeful of a lot of things around here. And as well as that, look, we put a lot of work and we've put a lot of money, in fairness, uh, much to worth our halves dismay, into the podcast. We've got, you know, a big studio set up. So if you like the podcast, please just share it with any Packer friend that you have. We might get a bit of a kick out of it. Uh, we know for some of the American listeners, the accents alone are funny enough for them to tune in and get a good giggle. Uh, for other people, they like the analysis. So so do let people know. The Manchester meet as well was fantastic. Uh, the uh, photos are up on packers.com and also we have the Dublin meet coming up and we had it confirmed today so there should be about 40 41 people now and um, yeah. there's still places they're six quid and for the six quid you get two pints of lager you get a the best seat in the house a packet packet of crisps that was a great uh, so program wasn't it did you used to get that over in Ireland what was that two pints of lager and a packet of crisps it's no. pretty much all I used to watch at university no well maybe we did get it but it just you know what I mean? you, I you just, just had a bit of better better taste a bit, bit, bit more class than me yeah I used to watch just reruns of Pride and Prejudice and go to the theatre uh, no yeah I think it was on probably on the Gold Channel or something like that it was an old programme is it well it wasn't when I was at uni but it's alright it's alright we, <laughs> it we digress you're showing your age yeah so come to the Dublin meetup um, because the Packers are very interested in us and they do want us to send over pictures to them and that's what happened with the Manchester meetup so if you want your mush on Packers.com hopefully uh, well then what we can do is is come to Dublin uh, get a few pictures around Dublin in your Packers jersey the plan is probably we might push out the flag a little bit later just um, because it's going to be a cold cold winter's day so flag 12 or 1 
uh, we'll send out emails closer to the time it's, it's scheduled for 12 at the moment but I think the way flights are working out people are getting a little bit later so let's say 1 o'clock in Phoenix Park for a bit of flag then back to the hotel have your showers or whatever then we'll head over to the wool shed and get the party going so for £6 you get two points of two points, two pints of lager. Uh, you get the best seat in the house, and we've had it confirmed today that they're going to bring out some finger food for us as well. But they do have sort of an American style food, and the atmosphere there is supposed to be banging. I was there a couple of times before, and they have more screens in that place um, than in NASA. So uh, yeah, I think uh, that that's an important one, Ronnie. You're going to try and make it over. Is there AOB from yourself, buddy? Um, I am going to try and make it over, but uh, it all depends on the house move and uh, if I'm homeless. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that uh, develops. But um, trying to think if we've got anything else. Obviously, the shop is more stocked than it's ever been. So get on the yeah. shop and check that out. We have got loads of sales going through, and I had a uh, I had a post office. What, what do you call it? Like a ticket thing or docket come through my door today to tell me that I've got a parcel to go and pick up tomorrow. So I think my slouch beanie might be on its way. So we should start to see those. And send us photos, guys. We love to have photos of uh, everybody wearing their gear. Yep. Um, So another thing to mention is the send in. First off, subscribe on YouTube to us if you can. Uh, And second off, send us in that 10-second clip, will you? Yeah. Uh, Make it funny. Or just say, get well soon. And hopefully this thing goes viral. You get your name out there. We'll put your name and your Twitter handle on the video. And hopefully, Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Something good might happen. Um, so do that send that into us 1919 Club Ryan how are we doing for places on that have we got we any left we have only sold about half the tickets so far and uh, so guys it's on there 1919 Club you know it works get on there send us £4 friends and family buy a ticket um, we got a Jake Ryan signed football and we have some other stuff I can't remember who's on it now but we have some other pictures I think there's a Johnny Jolly if I remember and I think the other one is John Brockington mm. um, signed photograph so we got those, get on there, do that. And then uh, once we've done that one, we've got a bit of a special 1919 coming up in the future. So, you know, if you're excited about what might be coming, let's get this one full and get it drawn. Yeah, the other ones are pretty elite. Um, we, might so even get... try, we might even try and do a YouTube live for that draw. So you can get on, you can get on there live and tell us, you know, give us your exact opinion on us live. Live. Yeah, let's do it. So YouTube, um, Dublin Meetup, 1919 Club. Subscribe to the newsletter as well if you want to Super be abreast. Super Bowl tickets. Uh, Super Bowl tickets there. Yeah, we've... I think we've Super Bowl gotta... tickets are starting to go out now uh, to sort of the general NFL fans now. So guys, if you are sitting on the fence, don't. Yeah. Because obviously up to this point, it's been sold to Green Bay and Chiefs fans only. Um, but at some point, obviously, we, we need to sell those tickets. Otherwise... Uh, Basically, me and me and Steve are out of pocket, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll have to sell them to somebody. So get on there. Uh, I would I would suggest probably by next week we'll put them out there almost on general sale. So get in there, get them bought. There's still plenty of rooms at the hotel as well. I've seen uh, yeah. seen a few people tweeting saying there's no rooms left. So obviously just having some bents because I've rung them up and there's at least thirty five rooms still available to book. But look, um, what we'll do is we'll end the podcast there. Uh, that's our Saints preview. We'll be here with the post review. Um, after this hopefully some more content going up on youtube as well we still have that challenge going on with the kansas city chiefs guys Um, now again it's a bit of a slow burner trying to get everybody in the same room at the same time and also you know it's a challenge that has to run up to the super bowl so we've got a good few months left so 
you know, we need to slow that stuff down a little bit as well. So keep it tuned. But anyway, from myself, at NFL. I don't know what that word was, at NFL on Twitter. Give me a follow, follow the group, at UK Packers. And from me, old buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye until Sunday night, Monday. Sayonara.